From Force Chicago, this is Go Forth, a podcast about entrepreneurship and connection made by a sisterhood of creative women. I'm Amanda Glandon. And I'm Amelia Fruby. This is season three, episode two. After the season two wrap party and panel, Lydia Crespo of Argument and Defiance came up to me and started talking about a collaboration she'd been working on with Kristen Oldact of Crayo Handmade. To be honest, at first I thought she was just telling me about some beautiful scarves they were making together. But as we talked more, I realized that they were collaborating on much deeper levels in their businesses by sharing suppliers and sales tips and really embracing radical transparency. What I love about Lydia and Kristen's story is how their collaboration has actually changed the shape of both of their businesses and opened new and exciting income streams for both of them. I got to hang out with them at a rug making workshop they co-hosted for Valentine's Day at Milk Handmade. So you'll hear a bit from there first, then we'll dive into the full interview. Depending on how you braid them. So this is mine and I was braiding it really tightly and I noticed when I was done with this I looked at Lydia's and her braids were like super loosey goosey. And like look at we use the same amount of stuff and look at how different our rugs look. So you can really, you know, take liberty to braid them however you want and pick out all different kinds of colors. You can mix the, the colors, strips that go into one braid. So we're gonna get started. Um, we haven't, we haven't game planned how we're going to start this. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So first, I want to have, if each of you can just describe your businesses. I am Lydia Crespo. Um, I'm from Argument and Defiance. I um, own and operate it. Um, and my business is uh, mostly and started out selling scarves, um, textile design. Um, so we're do- using natural dyes, screen printing ink um, to uh, create interesting uh, patterns. Um, but it's mostly on scarves. I'm Kristen Oldeck, and I am the owner of Crayo Handmade, and um, my business started off the same, like really just making scarves. I'm um, a fiber artist, and they're mostly hand knits, and um, the past year or so, I've been moving into other types of fiber areas. So embroidery and also selling like the raw goods to other makers. So yarns and tools and stuff like that. But primarily my business, like I make my money by making and designing winter accessories and selling them to stores and also selling them retail. Can you share with us how you first met and whether kind of the possibilities of collaboration first came to mind or if this is something that kind of happened over a longer period of time? It was definitely over a longer period of time um, how our relationship developed. Um, Because we would, just like with other makers, um, other jewelry designers or or artists, printmakers, we would see each other making the rounds, whether it was at Renegade or Dos Market, um, Show of Hands, you know, whatever it is. And we would... um, so I would see I would see Kristen there, but we would rarely ever get a chance to talk just because we were both so busy. Um, I think our first time that we actually really got to hang out and talk was at Dose Market, yeah, yeah. Um, which was a little bit over a year ago. Yeah, and um, yeah, and then from there we we just kind of kept seeing each other. I remember also seeing you when um, Hallie had us. Um, 
we were on a, we were doing the around town, <laughs> yes. right? Um, with on, Annabella Valle. Uh, never say her last I name. I never right. say her last she's name so right either. Though. Yeah, she's amazing, and yeah. she was the nicest person in the on world. WGN. But um, I saw you. I I went. I filmed my segment, went home, and then I saw you. And I remember thinking, like, that is really cool that we were both selling the same thing. Yep. But Hallie thought, like, this is a space. These are two cool women that I want to share. Yeah. And um, so, like, I think I honestly, it was kind of Hallie also kind of planning that that thing in my brain of yeah. like, hey. This is this is for everyone. Right. Like, yeah, we can we can share this space. Yeah. It's funny, my um my memory of it is a little bit different. Like I remember so I remember Dose Market us meeting because we were so close together. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, great, another scarf person. Like we're screwed. And <laughs> and um then also we did a pop-up at West Elm at the same yeah. time. And it's so funny that we didn't really talk that much because, like, it was really slow. You know what I mean? There was a lot of downtime. Um, but I had a friend there and uh, with me, and so I think we were just sitting there, like, you know, uh, judging everybody <laughs> <laughs> and just being being hilarious. And um, then it wasn't until we did because we both got. Um, we both got into West Elm to be oh, yeah, the, that's right. the like one of the local um, designers in the store, and I remember they had a little kind of like party for the designers, and we were Lydia and I got there, and we spent like the entire night just the two of us on the couch at West Elm, like <laughs> chatting it up, and um, like that for me that was what totally broke the ice. Like we started um, like exchanging. Just, like, information, like, our, you know, I, I guess secrets, if you will. You know, like, what do you do to get ahead? Like, how do you get ahead? What You know, what are the resources that you use? And, how do you um, use your downtime efficiently? Exactly. Yeah. Um, where do you get your materials? Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, and we were both, like, just, like, it was all coming out of us. Like, there was none, like, I'm not going to tell you. Like, you're my competitor. And I think that's also when we we were talking about how much... We just really liked each other. Yeah, yeah. And how um, this—I I don't know if it was—I don't know if it was a conscious effort. I don't know what it was, but it was just something that I—I I remember thinking, I really like you, and I want to work with you. Yeah. However, that's going to—I and I had no idea how that was going to work. Totally. I didn't know if it was just going to be that—just right. conversations where we just kept going back and forth of. Um, exchanging information or, you know, trade secrets, whatever it right, was. But right. I knew that I wanted to make sure that you were a part of my life, whether it be friendship or business or yep. whatever it was. Totally. Yeah. 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 Same for me. I knew you seemed like a sane person. And that was like <laughs> a really big deal to me because I think like, you know, I mean, you're in this business long enough and you develop relationships with people and some of them work and some of them don't. And um, you were just so great. And like, I was more than happy to like divulge all of the ins and outs of my business. And you were too. And that's always been something like with some, with anybody else, it's always been like a hindrance. Like I've always been like, oh, I want to ask how you do that, but I'm afraid that you don't want to tell me. 
And yeah. so you feel insecure. And so you just don't ask the question. Yeah. And you were so open and honest. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to ask her how she does that. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know. I think, well, a part of that, too, is um, I I really, um, I love uh, Adam Savage. He's the guy from yeah. Mythbusters, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, and now he does a thing called uh, Tested. And, um, or, and then he has a podcast called Still Untitled. Just, I, just, I just adore him. And he was giving a talk at Maker Faire that they put on the, uh, the tested podcast. And he was talking about how you should just share everything, you know, even if it's a, you know, a process you developed, share it with someone else because someone else is going to take it. Their, their, um, their, their own processes, their own knowledge is going to influence your process and they might make it better. And then you might end up learning something, a more efficient way to, to do something. And that really started to change how I was going to approach my business relationships, my friendships and um, my own processes and how I was going to share that information. Yeah. Yeah. I had a professor in uh, grad school say, we were talking, you know, I went to SAIC for painting and, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of just straight up like copy, you know, somebody for the first time sees like abstract expressionism and they're like, that's how I want to paint. And so (laughs) then they make those paintings and you're like, but that looks exactly like de Kooning. Right. And, um, I remember professors saying like, yeah, but it doesn't matter. Like no matter what you take that and you make it your own, like no matter what you can do a total copy but like somehow it turns out to be your own. And I've like, I've always carried that with me for some reason. Mm -hmm. And um, I've always really um, loved like people on Instagram who uh, like, like video their entire process, Uh like show you exactly how to do it. I've always really respected that because I know for a lot of people, they're like, well, I don't want to tell somebody how I made that. Like then they're going to steal my design. But, like, people who just, like, their whole Instagram feed is nothing but, like, videos of how they made that stitch or made that color or did this or that. And I've always just been like, you have balls, man. I love that. Like, I love it. And it makes me want to do it. And, like, oddly enough, those people are so successful. Yeah. You know, it's not the people taking their stuff and making it. But it's the people who are, like, sharing their information with the world. Like, they're successful no matter what. And I think maybe that's why when we did come together and we started talking and we felt open, it was a mutual respect yep. of like, I, I trust you. I respect your brand yep. and I, I want you to succeed just as much as I want yep. myself to succeed. So like, let's make that happen together. Yeah. And, um, and I actually, I remember you saying like, when we were sitting on the couch that you were, um, <laughs> you said, I feel like I shouldn't like you but I really, really want to. And, and, and I, and it was something about like, let's make this work. Yeah. Let's keep talking. I, yeah. I think that was like near the end of our conversation. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not making that no, up. No, no, right? no, okay. you're not. You're okay, not. Yeah. Because right after that, we decided to get together for coffee. That's right. And then like we got together for coffee and like the, you know, the rest is history. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, that's exactly what it was like. Yeah. It was like, I, I feel like we're not supposed to be having these conversations. I felt like we were doing something wrong. I did too. I did yeah. too. Like yeah. we're not supposed to be having these conversations. You're not supposed to tell me how you hustle for your wholesale accounts and like what resources you use, if any. And I feel like I'm not supposed to tell you mine, but I wanted to. I wanted to. Yeah. yeah. Like I just didn't it, like wanted to throw it all out the window. Yeah. And it felt, it made, it actually just made me feel more secure 
all yeah. around. Yeah. Um, because I was like, oh, God, I'm not alone. I'm not the, the only one. I'm not the only one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, totally. I'm not the only one second guessing my every yes. single decision. Oh, it yeah. brought a lot of relief that, yeah. like, oh, wow, like everybody does this. Yeah. It did, because what happens is, is when you own your own business, and especially like a maker business, you think that you're the you think you're the only one that all of this stuff comes so easily to everybody else. Yeah. And like, you're the only one out there having to drum up all this business and the only one who like finds themselves broke time to time and like is scared to spend money and how they spend their money and what they spend it on, like as it pertains to the business. And so when, when we started talking and I figured out, I realized that you were doing the same exact things that I was, I was like, Oh, thank God. Like, I'm not, I'm not crazy. Like, this is how we do it. This is how you try and survive running yeah. your own business. Totally. Exactly. Well, I'm feeling all the modern love vibes. <laughs> so I'm just going to keep on driving okay. down that path. So, you know, you know, the thing people say about like, you have to love yourself before you can love someone else. What do you think, how do you, each of you feel about where you had to be with your attitude, your business, emotionally where you were, your mindset, to be able to even open yourself up to this kind of relationship? Um, so I started this business back in 2011. And I didn't start, like, hustling and going full-time until 2015. Um, it was always just, like, a side hustle. Um, and I was always embarrassed about it, right? Like I went to, uh, SAIC for grad school as a painter and I was like this fine artist. And then all of a sudden, like I found myself like making scarves, like that was always some, like I was afraid to put my name on it because I didn't want to, I didn't want my community of fellow artists to like, you know, craft was always a dirty word, like in, in the fine art world craft was like oh like you just sit there and make like macaroni necklaces like what is that it so conjures like quilting and uh, yeah like uh, craft fairs um, yeah like yeah. home ec you know what I mean? yeah. like just very like lame right and um I was embarrassed about it for a really long time and so people would ask me what I did and I would be like I make scarves and stuff and like I was so insecure about it and it wasn't until I um, was separated from my partner at the time and was, you know, supporting myself and my son. And like, I decided, okay, I actually, I have to hustle. I have to make this a thing. And I had to own it. And I had to like stand up on my own two feet. When people asked me what I did, I realized that I am a knitwear designer. And like, I can say those words as opposed to saying like, I own this small business and I made, like, I would just, just, like, somebody would ask me what I would, I did and I would justify it. And I'd be like, oh, I make, the, I have this small business and I, I make these scarves and, like, I sell them and I have, like, a website and blah, blah, blah. Oh, and I also sell stores and, like, then all of a sudden I found myself just, like, talking and talking and talking, like, trying to make, build myself up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now, today, it's like, oh, no, I'm an or designer, period. Like, that's it. I don't feel like I have to make any sort of justification for what I do and why I do it. And I'm no longer embarrassed by it. Um, And I don't even, like, I could go on and on about why I was, which I will not. But it was just my own insecurities that come along with being an artist. And the training that I had prior um, in developing that into what I'm doing now. um, And so I think it took me to get to that place to be able to sit down next 
um, to Lydia and like have those conversations about like what I do and how I do it and what I use and what resources I have and all of that stuff. It took me to be able to say I am a knitwear designer, period. You know what I mean? I didn't realize that you had all of those same feelings mm-hmm. that I did because I, for it took me a very long time. And in, in fact, it still is like really hard for, for, um, when I hear like, especially my mom, like my mom will be like, she sells scarves. Right. Like, yeah. And I'm like, and I know she's saying it so proud and totally. she's like, yeah, but yeah. I like, it makes me like, I don't know why it's just for some reason, like I get like a little, like a little embarrassed and, um, but I didn't, I didn't realize that you had that same thing. And I think how we were able to come to each other and have respect for what each other does is that we saw, I guess we respected so much of like what we had already done and yeah. accomplished ourselves. And we were able to separate the two that like, yep. that, um, that like I have done this, I've developed this technique and, um, and I'd love to share it with you. So yep. it was having that confidence in what our hands can do right. and what we had already built that made us come to each other, um, or made us be able to like come and respect each other and um and also re- just respect the hell out of what each other does right 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 yeah because it's hard it is hard <laughs> yeah it's so hard and then so to to have this business and it'd be so hard to do already and then feel that you have to justify it when asked what you do is like heartbreaking mm-hmm. like to have to for somebody to ask me what I do and for me to work so hard at what I do and then feel like I was embarrassed to tell somebody like that was it was heartbreaking and i just wanted to get out of that zone you know yeah trying to figure out what to do with your week every monday morning we send out an email full of the chicago events we're looking forward to the reads we have bookmarked and other general awesomeness we call it Fourth Approved, and you can sign up at fourthchicago.com slash contact. That's fourthchicago.com slash contact. I love all of this, like, being in love with each other's work, and I think it's wonderful, and it's, uh, it sounds really great. It is really great how you've gotten to that place. But I'm wondering also for myself and our listeners, how do you deal with feelings of jealousy and insecurity that arise from this too? Because it sounds like, Kristen, you're saying maybe before you got this like inside look, you were kind of like, wow, she makes it look so easy. Why is it not so easy for me? Or how do you, how do you overcome those things before you know someone? And then how do you still, I mean, I'm sure both of you have gotten accounts or successes and you love each other and you support each other, but there's always that little twins of jealousy in the background. So how do you process those feelings too? Um, well, I can, I can definitely speak to the after relationship part yeah. of like resp- um, responding to those feelings of, um, of jealousy is, um, is I, I try to shift my perspective of thinking of, all right, so maybe instead of feeling jealous, maybe it's setting new goals for myself. Right. Um, so instead of like wanting what that other person has, it's, it's thinking about, um, thinking about how I can shift my business or my goals, my perspective into also shaping those things. Also, do I really need, you know, those things? Um, so it's also just kind of taking a look at like, um, where my business is, what I want and, and why I'm wanting those things, why I'm feeling, um, it's, it's, you know, why I'm feeling insecure, uh, which is, um, 
kind of reflecting on those feelings of jealousy. Um, I get in when I, and then also like outside of our relationship, when I'm looking at other makers, I guess I, I apply that same thing. You know, I, um, it is, it's hard. It's hard to not feel jealous. It's hard to not think like, oh my gosh, they're making it look so easy or wow, those people get everything, whatever it is. But I guess those feel the, that feeling of jealousy is so powerful, but it's motivated by so many other insecurities or um, self-doubt, whatever it is. And I think it's really, you have to take a look at why you think something's missing from your life and what's motivating those jealous feelings to really understand them. And that's, and it gets back to knowing yourself and knowing, um, knowing what your motivations are and your goals are for your business. And that's really uncomfortable. And that's why it's so much easier to sometimes shove those jealous feelings off to someone else. Right. It's hard. It's just, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> it's really <laughs> uncomfortable because jealous feelings are, um, is usually something something else something that you feel is missing from you. Um, yeah, it's a symptom of something. It's else. a symptom of something yeah. else. Exactly. Thank yeah. you. I um, agree a hundred percent with what you just said, and I will not lie. I still. I mean, I have. I have not like zenned out and overcome the like art form of trolling Instagram and wondering why I'm not as successful as somebody else. Right? <laughs> like I still do it on a daily basis and it is, it's a symptom of something else. So when I have, a, um, <clears throat> I will not say her name, but I have a woman who's brand, who does exactly, not exactly who does a lot of what I do. And I love her brand. She's awesome. Everything is on point. Her Instagram pictures are like just little golden nuggets, right? <laughs> and I like every day I look at her posts and sorry, Instagram is like my favorite <laughs> social media <laughs> channel. So that's what I will talk about most. But um, every day I look at her stuff and I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> she is awesome. Like, what is she doing that I am not doing? And I can't help but wonder what is she doing that I'm not doing? Why is she so much more successful than me? You know, we make the same thing. We're in the same industry. We're in the same community. What does she have that I don't have? And like, it just boils down to like, we are not the same. And I have no business comparing myself to her. And um, like Lydia said, it's a shift in perspective that you actually have to take action to do. You have to take the action to shift your perspective. Because if I don't do that, I will sit in that dark hole with my phone all day. Just like, <laughs> oh, her stuff is so awesome. And I will, you know, knock my own business. I will knock my own hard yeah. work. I will, you know, forget all of the all of the years that I put into my business to make it what it is. Yeah. And no matter what, even as, as similar as they may be, they're different. I, my process is different. My brand is different. Goals and are different. Everything, yeah, is, everything different. is different. Yeah. And I don't want my, like, you know, when push comes to shove, my stuff can't look like hers. There's already something yeah. like that out there. You know, I have to put a different spin on something. I have to do it differently. And so I have to shift my perspective and think, what can I learn from this woman as opposed to like, how can I blow up her scarf? Like, you know, like how can I learn from what she's doing and take that yeah. and, um, 
and, and apply it to my own business. Right. But that t- I have to physically take that action every day to be like, oh, well, okay, Kristen, snap out of it. Like, you don't have to sit in this dark place all day and drool over her stuff and wonder why you suck. Um, oh, because that's the lie. But that's the lie. That's, that's the thing the, you tell yourself. Yeah, right? that's the yeah. lie that my insecurity tells me is yeah. that I suck. She's better. I might as well just quit. So instead of being mired in that self-loathing that I mean, because like that's what that's what jealousy is to me. It just it it, it slows you down. Yeah. It, it it stops you. So instead, it's like you have to kind of shift what that feeling does to you and turn it into an action, right? Ra- you know, rather than this mired, you know, horrible exactly. feeling. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, what it does and then is- also it. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I was gonna say then also you know think about you know like how um oh, I lost the thought. Go for it. <laughs> well I think for me what it does is it makes me think that I have to change something in what I'm doing Mm -hmm. and I don't I don't need to change anything right like I just need to I need to push forward I need to hit those goals I need to hit those benchmarks I don't have to you know delete my Instagram account and start over to make it look like hers you know what I mean like I have my own thing going on Mm -hmm. and I have to keep doing that I don't have to change it to look like this other person you know right yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about, you know, you have different businesses, different personalities, different ways of doing things. Can you just allow the love fest to continue? Just <laughs> I'm going to take it back there. Um, what do you go to each other for? What do you consider each other a go-to for? Um, that is ever since we've, you know, really started to get together and talk, that's changed quite a bit, you yeah. know? I mean, when we first were talking, it was all about process and materials. And I mean, really, I mean, you have two fiber nerds yeah. sitting right in front of you. So we were discussing like chemistry yeah. and wool. And, like, and, and, we, we, and we were discussing um, where to get the best, you know, fabrics from and, you know, like that sort of stuff or what, um, you know the your your Italian wool source like, yeah. I felt like and I was just <laughs> like oh like I was drooling um but so like that so when we first met I think that's like really where we cemented our bond was was just kind of our love of fibers yeah. our love of process um and then and then it really took a, a hard shift to business and like just really talking about what's working for you what's working for me and um and that was, that's always something the way I, 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 whenever I'm lining up my goals, I'm saying, this is working really well. This is not working really well. Um, and so this is not real. This is not working. This is not working. Right. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, so like, I think I um, had written down that when our, at our meeting at CC Ferns. Yeah. 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 And, um, and I was talking about like this you know, this is working, this is not working for me. And we were really walking through some problems in our own business and, yeah. um, and, um, seeing how we could help each other out. Yeah. Cause I mean, who else is going to know how to sell scarves than you? Right. Right. Um, so it was, it was really, it was, it was nice to do that. And then, um, we got into the winter season, mm-hmm. which is, our jam. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, we, you don't come up for air until, no. like, the day after Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, we'll see you in four months. And then, I, and then, yeah, the day after Christmas. Yeah. Then we, <laughs> we were talking to each other again. And, um, yeah, and I know we wanted to, we really, were, we were working towards something, we just didn't know what it was. Right. 
and what it what what it happened to be was this workshop. And um, I was at uh, Milk Handmade in Andersonville, and um, I was dropping off some artwork um, that Hallie had um, I, that was hanging up in her store um, that I made for her store. And she uh, and she said, "Oh, it's January. It's so boring. Nobody ever comes in." And um, and I said, "Oh, let's do a workshop." And then she said, oh, great. And then <laughs> this, like, stream of consciousness, like, like was flying out of my mouth. And I was like, oh, my God, Kristen and I could do it together. We've been wanting to work together forever. I was like, we can make a rug. We can braid it. Like, we were just like, it was. Hallie's like, whoa, 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 I'll put the brakes on. She's like, what are you talking about? Right, right. And then I said it a little slower. And yeah. then. <laughs> But I was so excited because I knew this was something that we were working towards. Yeah. Um, we either, we wanted to make a product together we, yeah. or, um, but then, and then I thought, no, like what we are doing is we are, we're sharing and we're like right. celebrating our friendship and, yeah. you know, and um, overcoming these feelings of jealousy or, or whatever it is, you know, like let's celebrate that and yeah. everything. And the, and we did that through creating a workshop together. Yeah. But I, I know for me, like this business is lonely, Yeah, right? Like yeah. you are hustling, but if you don't have employees, which I do not, like I'm sitting in my studio, like knitting in front of like my 15th, like Netflix episode of something just like, oh my God, like I, especially during my busy season, like I forget how to talk to people uh-huh. because I will spend two weeks completely by myself, like working. Then all of a sudden I have to leave the house and I'm like, I don't know like how to operate. Yeah. <laughs> it's also, it's, it's extremely lonely or you're surrounded by zillions of people right. when you're out at like markets or something. Yes. So it's very, um, it, it's jarring. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And I know like working with Lydia has, has been really great in the sense that like I I often feel that I have to work alone like this is my business these are the things that I make like this is just what I do this is my life this is my lot in life now to be alone and <laughs> knit in front of the television <laughs> but um working with Lydia has made me realize like oh my god no that there are other avenues here like yeah. that that we can work together to make we can collaborate to make something we can collaborate to do a workshop i can make something for you you can make something for me like because like you can offer me things that i can't offer myself you know what i mean like you can offer me information and skills that i don't know how to do mm-hmm. and i think it's you know it opens up an entire new um train of the, a new way of thinking and then also like a new way of making yeah and here i've met a woman who like actually inspires me to do better in like different things and work together and like that that's a whole, that's a game changer for me and my business you know and i think that it's a perfect example of when you work together like everybody wins yeah yeah i i i everything you said and more i <laughs> It's, it just, it goes back to just that sharing thing. I, yeah. you know, like we don't have a monopoly on knitting yeah, or natural no. dyeing. These are things that are thousands of years old, Yeah, but, um, but we can still learn from each other. Totally. And, um, I, I just, I love how excited you get and I love how, um, how, how just game you are for right. anything. Like I will shout out some crazy idea and you're like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I, 
I adore that about you. How yeah. like how we are, um, how we're echoing each other's businesses, like in like shouting each other's businesses from the rooftop of like, look at how amazing this woman is. Yeah. And then at the same time, we're giving each other confidence right. to like, to continue to power on. Yeah. And you know, I want the best for you. I want the, you know, like I want to yeah. see you succeed. Right. So it's just, it's again, just goes back to respecting and it yeah. goes back to like knowing that like, I know you have this in you. I see it every yeah. day. And let me is, remind you of it. This is definitely the first relationship I've ever had with another maker where it was like, um, no, I, re- I really do want to see you succeed. Yeah. You know, where, because I, like I said, I'm, I have a lot of insecurities. And so I feel like if somebody fails, that means I have a chance to succeed. And it's shifting that perspective where it's, that's, that's the lie that my insecurity tells me Mm -hmm. to try and keep me from doing what I've set out to do. Yeah. Which is like, you know, to take this business further. Right. And I truly want to see you succeed. And that's a whole different, that's a game changer for me. And I'm able to bring that to other relationships in my life. So it's like, it's really, it's, it's been a pleasure. It it is a pleasure. And I think like, I, I collaborate a lot with a lot of other makers. Yeah. And so like, for me, like this was just, it was easy for me to see that like, this was going to work. Yeah. Like that this is going to be good. Totally. And, um, and I'm glad that like now this is also shifting your perspective on how to work and collaborate with others as well. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Love you, Lids. (laughs) (laughs) Find show notes for this episode at fourthchicago.com slash podcast. Be sure to subscribe in iTunes to receive each episode as it's released. Until next time, find us on Facebook and Instagram at 4th Chicago.